Uh, good morning and thank you again for choosing to worship with us this morning on Trinity Sunday. This is a big day in the life of the church on the church calendar, the Sunday following Pentecost Sunday. And today we are honoring, celebrating, and worshiping and praising the God that we recognize and acknowledge and understand as the triune God. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful day today as we um, enter our 13th week together in this virtual only environment. And through this COVID-19 pandemic, it's been um, interesting to say the least. And um, it's who would have thought we would have been here uh, for 13 weeks, three months. Um, being here and not being able to look upon your faces has been quite strange. Um, but here we are in week 13, and we're still going, still looking to see how we can continue to energize ourselves and worship and praise God and offer um, worship experiences that are meaningful um, for each of us. And so, you know, we've been making our way through this by going to different locations. We've been to exotic locations like Battery, Alabama, and Jackson, Alabama, Tallahassee, Florida, the courtyards of the church, uh, local hospitals, um, all over the cemetery, uh, um, all kinds of locations. But this week we thought it would be um, helpful and good for our souls to kind of come back into our familiar environment and to allow each of us to at least be able to see um, that, that we are familiar with. And um, even as we are familiar with this place and, and we are able to stand in here, you are only able to see. And it's important to recognize that, and we do. Um, but even as familiar as this looks, um, as much as you remember and know about this space and this time, um, the chairs you sit in, the floors you walk upon, the doorways you enter, um, the friends and family you sit next to from week to week, um, it's different. Um, this season has forced us into a different, unfamiliar place. And, and that season continues even as we recognize this little slice of familiarity and that's important on Trinity Sunday. Um, Trinity, the language of the Trinity allows us to something to hang on to, to hold, to be able to talk about this great divine mystery that we can never fully understand. And we're only given revelations from God as to what He wants us to understand, allows us to understand, allows us to grasp. And this is what we're talking about today, is how God reveals God's self to humanity throughout all time. And as we have, have, have come to acknowledge and we proclaim in our affirmations of faith, as we pray, we say, Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, that's the Trinity. That's the, that's the formula of the Trinity. And that's how God has expressed himself, revealed himself to us. As we begin to think about uh, the Trinity, we're going to kind of go back to the beginning, uh, the beginning of the Bible. We're going to read Genesis chapter 1 and selections from that chapter, as well as finishing through chapter 2, verse 3. So here now, a reading from God's Word we find in Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. 
and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day, the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Continuing in verse 26, we read, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, in all their multitude. And on the seventh day God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, as we consider Trinity, we have um, adorned our communion table with three claws, a white, a red, and a purple, as well as three candles, signifying the Trinity. The three colors, the white represents for me the Father, and the purple represents Christ the King, and the red is the Holy Spirit. We've tried to represent them as being intertwined and overlapping and weaving in and out of one another, connected. Hopefully you get that, because that's how we understand, and that's how we talk about the Trinity. It's three in one. 
three separate persons, one God. As we continue to, as I think about the Trinity, I often, as I think about many theological, deep theological topics, I often go to other writers and theologians, and one of the guys I return to often is a guy named Frederick Buechner. He's a Presbyterian uh, minister and theologian who passed away several years ago, but he's well-written and uh, a deep thinker, and he offers this writing about the Trinity that we find in a publishing he calls Wishful Thinking. He writes, The much maligned doctrine of the Trinity is an assertion that appearances to the contrary, notwithstanding, there is only one God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit mean that the mystery beyond us, the mystery among us, and the mystery within us are all the same mystery. Thus the Trinity is a way of saying something about us and the way we experience God. The Trinity is also a way of saying something about God and the way He is within Himself. Such as God does not need the creation in order to have something to love because within Himself, love happens. In other words, the love God is, is love not as a noun but as a verb. If the idea of God as both three and one seems far-fetched, He invites us to look into a mirror. So if you have a mirror there with you, look at, stand up and look in the mirror. If you're in the bathroom or your den or wherever you have a mirror, remember this little teaching from Frederick Buechner. There is A, the interior life known only to yourself and those you choose to communicate it. This would represent and reflect the Father. There is B, the visible face which in some measure reflects that inner life, which is a reflection of the sun. And there is C, the invisible power you have in order to communicate that interior life in such a way that others do not merely know about it, but know it in the sense of its becoming part of who they are. And this would reflect the Holy Spirit. Yet what we are looking at in the mirror is clearly and indivisibly the one and only you. This is an interesting thought about the Trinity. And it's an interesting thought for me if I take this idea of the Trinity, this long historic debate and conversation the church has held for 2,000 years about the Trinity. I can't help but go to Genesis. If, if, the, if, the, if the idea of the Trinity, the revelation of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which we find in Matthew chapter 28, if we find this notion, this formulation of God as Trinity, three in one, if that is true, what does it say about us? In Genesis, we find this incredible, powerful account of creation. One of two accounts. This is a, a very ordered account of how God created the heavens and the earth. Everything that we know and don't know, everything that we see and can't see, God created it. He created it from nothing, ex nihilo. This is creating everything from nothing. This is God breathing over this dark, watery void of chaos. 
and he brings forth order and he brings forth water and dry land he brings forth light from the darkness all from nothing and as a crowning achievement on this order of creation he creates humankind, both male and female, in the image of God. Imago Dei, the image of God. That's how we are created. That's how humankind is created, in the image of God. Now I invite us, if this is true, if we believe that the creation account is true of our being created in the image as a reflection of God's image, what does that say for us? and the life of the Trinity. If Frederick Bigner is, is accurate in his assessment of the, of the Trinity, that, that love binds the Trinity together, that love is found within God, living, moving through God, connecting Father, Son, Holy Spirit, connecting Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, connecting God together, three in one. If this are the bounds, these are the connective tissues, and this is the movement within God, then it tells us that God is a relational God, that God is about a relationship bound and founded in love. And if that is God, and we're created in God's image, what does it say about us? Maybe it says something about how we are created as relational beings. Maybe we are created to be in love with God, to love God, and to love one another. Perhaps. If that is true, if we can hold on to this language of Trinity and cling to this notion of love moving through the Trinity and, 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 and offering us the breath of life and love from the very mouth of God, the breath of God, then it tells us something about who we are, who we were created to be, who we are being redeemed to be, and how we are sustained. In light of what's been happening since 2020 seemed to begin and before, we've had the COVID-19 pandemic which we just mentioned has kept us apart in, in this virtual world for 13 weeks. We've um, seen economic downturns. We've seen um, shops shuttered. We've seen unemployment rates go up. We've seen economic distress. And now we see protest, anger, discord, racism, pro and violence, and utter chaos in our midst, in our communities, in our cities, in our neighborhoods, and if we're honest, in our homes. Maybe it's not blatant, maybe it's not clear, maybe it's not clear and present, but it's there because we are connected. We relate to each other. If the Trinity is true, and we, if it is true that we are created in the image of a triune God, then we are connected by bounds and the tissues of love moving through us to allow us to relate to God and to one another. Which means we are not, we are not separate. We are not wholly individualistic. We are connected in mutual relationships with one another and with God. So when our brothers and sisters hurt, 
we hurt. When our brothers and sisters grieve, we grieve. When our brothers and sisters die, a piece of us dies. When our brothers and sisters are angry, we too are angry. This is a powerful notion to be created in the image of a triune God. It doesn't let us off the hook when the world feels like it's coming and appears to be coming apart at the seams. When we look around and we read and we see and we hear violence, pain, and death, we're not let off the hook. Rather, our faith in the divine mystery that we claim as Trinity holds us accountable to one another, accountable and related through the living and loving breath of God. Now, I'm not someone who typically gets caught up in politics. I don't really like politics. They scare me a little bit. And this sermon is not meant to be political. It is very much spiritual because we live a spiritual life. We are very much spiritual beings. It is very much a physical sermon because we live in this life as in a physical and tangible world. We live as flesh and blood traveling through space and time. It is very much a psychological sermon because our human psyche demands us to wrestle with pain and justice, life, death, joy. It's very much a social sermon because we are very much social creatures who relate to one another and we relate to God. So if we reclaim this orthodox Christian faith in a triune God, we cling to a loving and relating God who is a great divine mystery, but ultimately breathes life into me and into you and to us and them. So as I celebrate the Trinity Sunday today, I am invited and I invite us all to be reminded of this relational God that we understand as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That we are bound in this, in this God and with one another by love. And it is this love of the same God who creates us in the divine image, who breathes life into us, who binds us through the great mystery of divine love. So as we continue to watch video, report, video news reports and read articles and magazine articles and continue to see Facebook posts and videos of the pain and the anger and the hurt, the dissatisfaction and the violence that seems to thrive in this season. I invite us in this season to look to the light. Look to the light of God. The light that we find in the breath of God that, that brings us nearer to God and to one another. That allows us to relate to each other in such a way that we can feel one another's pain and our joy. We can feel each other's grief and our celebrations. We can feel each other's oppression. And we can feel each other's release. This is the kind of God that we have, and this is the kind of life we were created to live if we believe in an Orthodox Christian faith and a triune God. 
So when you look in a mirror, remember that we'll see a face. And that is who we are. And we will know that behind that face, there is more to us. And we'll know that behind what's behind the face is what invites others into life with us. So the challenge for this triune, this Trinity Sunday, is to move beyond one paradigm, one reflection, to see this multi-layered being that God reveals himself to be. And to know, to live and to breathe and to share the kind of love and life that we were called to do. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.